The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Although you might not know this, age-related disease and health decline can start in our 60s, our 50s, our 40s, even our 30s. What you don't know can harm you. But with the right knowledge about your health and your body, these age-related issues can be prevented or even reversed. You'll get that knowledge today on Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. Dr. Bogard and her guests will answer your questions about your health. We want you to age gracefully. Now, here is Dr. Denise Bogard. Good morning. This morning, we're going to talk about balancing neurotransmitters and optimizing sleep. Excuse me. Neurotransmitters are chemical messengers used by the nervous system to relay information from one nerve to another. The body relays information through the nervous system about anything it experiences, hears, touches, smells, or ingests, continuously communicating back and forth between the brain and the body. Optimal neurotransmitter balance is required to maintain proper health. Imbalances can cause the brain and the body to be over or under-stimulated, producing neurological or psychological symptoms. 16 million U.S. adults have had at least one major depressive episode or have experienced depressive symptoms. Anxiety disorders, including OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder, PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, and generalized anxiety and phobias affect about 18% of adults annually. Neurotransmitters play a key role. Mental conditions such as depression and anxiety can occur when neurotransmitter levels are out of balance. It's estimated that 86% of Americans have suboptimal neurotransmitter levels. Stress, diet, toxins, drugs, alcohol, and nicotine are just a few causes. Like hormones, neurotransmitters require a delicate balance to keep the body functioning at peak level. Genetics, environment, chemicals, and nutritional deficiencies are a few factors that can result in over or under production of neurotransmitters. Once out of balance, 
the nervous system begins to compensate, which in time can lead to neurological or psychological symptoms. Some of the more common psychological conditions today are known to be accompanied by neurotransmitter imbalances. However, it's also possible for individual individuals to present with similar symptoms yet have unique foundational imbalances. Testing helps clarify root issues. The current treatment paradigm in addressing poor brain health relies on diagnostic tools that encompass the evaluation of clinical signs and symptoms. Despite the lack of test testable biomarkers for mood disorders for many treatments for many treatments can generally be effective however after treatment frequent relapse episodes can still occur furthermore a large number of patients suffer from treatment resistant depression therefore Selection of the best therapeutic regimen for each patient remains a challenge and is often discovered through a time-consuming process of trial and error. Also, no single approach works for everyone with any one disorder. Targeted neurotransmitter testing can help healthcare practitioners achieve a diagnostic edge beyond the traditional psychological inventory by identifying specific imbalances in neurotransmitter levels. Based on neurotransmitter test results, practitioners can identify specific biochemical heterogeneities for each particular patient and objectively monitor therapeutic responses during and after intervention. Neurotransmitter testing objectively enhances medical assessment and represents a major advance in the personalization of the treatment of mood disorders. The brain orchestrates the delicate interplay between the mind and the body. Structural brain units, called neurons, discharge neurotransmitters These neurotransmitters provide a communication platform for the brain to fuel internal systems with information. Anything the body senses, feels, hears, smells, touches, or ingests serves as an input that prompts an astonishingly fast response. In the central and peripheral nervous system, neurotransmitters operate as chemical messengers that relay the signal and receive feedback via electrical, electrochemical impulses to regulate cognition, memory, emotions, respiration, heart rate, and contractility, digestion, metabolism, blood flow, and blood pressure, and hormone responses. When released from peripheral organs, neurotransmitters can also behave as hormones by diffusing to different sites via the circulation. 
<clears throat> the etiology of mood disorders is profoundly complex and likely encompasses many types of neurotransmitters. How they achieve balance in the brain and in the gut axis and how they each interplay with other hormone systems throughout the body. Appropriately balance, <clears throat> balancing of neurotransmitter signals allows the body to maintain equilibrium. When brain and peripheral neurochemistry become unbalanced, the body will struggle to reestablish physiological integrity, which may present in the form of suboptimal psychological well-being. Excessive or deficient levels of certain neurotransmitters in both the brain and the periphery are associated with a spectrum of neurological disorders, such as depression and anxiety. <clears throat> the measure of specific imbalances may be effective neurological tool in guiding targeted intervention aimed at addressing the individual excess or deficiency in question. <clears throat> Urinary neurotransmitter analysis has become a breadth of data to support the efficacy of the test in the clinical practice. Evaluation of neurotransmitter levels in the urine provide valuable information about the patient's biochemistry and how the body functions as a whole. A common misconception is that urinary <clears throat> neurotransmitter measurements cannot be used to assess individual neurochemical imbalances. The degree of significance of neurotransmitter activity in the periphery is sometimes overlooked. In addition to executing vital roles in the brain, neurotransmitters are biosynthesized in the periphery to regulate essential biological processes. Urinary neurotransmitter evaluation provides information regarding the state of a physiological condition function of enzymes on biosynthesis and breakdown and allows to monitor the progress of therapeutic interventions. Therefore, in reality, the test provides a means to glean the functional systemic perspective regarding each neurotransmitter. How do neurotransmitters end up in the urine? Some neurotransmitters are produced in the brain and they're transported across the blood-brain barrier into blood. And others are produced <coughs> in the periphery, such as norepinephrine and epinephrine. Nephrons, which are the functional units of the kidneys, filter circulating neurotransmitters or their precursors from the blood into the urine. For some neurotransmitters, urinary measurements correlate with levels in the central nervous system. And these would be neurotransmitters like glutamate and PEA. 
For others, which end up in the urine, is only reflective of the peripheral biosynthesis, and this would be neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine. Regardless of the production origin, neurotransmitter excretion reflects the overall systemic neurotransmitter tone, the dysregulation of which may contribute to disease states. The ability to identify abnormalities across specific areas of the catecholamines, which are epinephrine, norepinephrine, and dopamine, and PEA, GABA and glutamate, serotonin, histamine, and glycine pathways allow healthcare providers to develop a tailored treatment to the spe- treatment plan to the specific areas associated with imbalance. Many systems interlock to provide optimal health and function. Glutamate functions as the brain's major excitatory neurotransmitter. Glutamate is high in celiac disease and hyperthyroidism. Clinically, high glutamate is suspected in anxiety, autism, bipolar disorder, depression, panic attacks, and sleep issues. Glutamate is low in patients with migraines, Clinically, low glutamate is implicated in agitation, depression, chronic fatigue, lack of concentration, low energy levels, and sleep disturbance. PEA is another neurotransmitter. This serves as a biomarker for ADHD. PEA is elevated in individuals with bipolar disorder, major affective disorder, and severe anxiety. PEA is low in patients with autism, ADHD, depression, and inattentiveness. Dopamine serves as the reward and pleasure center in the brain. Dopac, it's D-O-P-A-C, and H-V-A are dopamine metabolites. High dopamine is reported in patients with anxiety, stress, PTSD, and mercury toxicity. Dopamine is low in Alzheimer's disease, anorexia nervosa, fibromyalgia, periodic limb movement disorder, and certain sleep disturbances. Epinephrine and norepinephrine regulate the fight or flight response. Norometinephrine 
is a norepinephrine metabolite, and VMA is a norepinephrine and epinephrine metabolite. Epinephrine and norepinephrine levels are high in patients with anxiety, ADHD, bipolar disorder, depression, sleep apnea, post-traumatic stress disorder, and stress. Epinephrine and norepinephrine are low in Alzheimer's disease, metabolic syndrome, and obesity. Histamine is another neurotransmitter. It is an immune modulator. High histamines may implicate allergies, depression, headaches, migraines, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and sleep abnormalities. Low histamine is associated with fatigue. Low libido, low productivity, mild depression, tension headaches, and weight gain. GABA functions as the brain's major neuroinhibitory transmitter. GABA is elevated in patients with ovarian cancer and is suspected in anxiety, excessive need for sleep, foggy thinking, and lethargy. Low GABA is implicated in anxiety, sleep issues, adrenal distress, and hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis dysfunction. Low GABA levels are associated with disorders such as ADHD and Tourette's. When we get back from our break, we'll continue to talk about the various neurotransmitters and what implications either high or low levels manifest. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? 
causes us to be sick. We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to bogardhealth at gmail.com. And now, back to Healthy Aging. Good morning. This morning we're talking about neurotransmitters and sleep. We can measure various neurotransmitters in the urine as it's processed either from the central nervous system or the peripheral nervous system. Um, We spoke of the glutamate, which is a major excitatory neurotransmitter, and its implications in being either high or low. Also, a neurotransmitter called PEA, which is a biomarker for ADHD and its implications in both high and low. Epinephrine regulates the fight-or-flight response, and it has certain implications in both being high and low. Histamine is a neurotransmitter, which is an immune modulator and has various implications, whether it is high or low. And GABA is the major function, is the brain's major inhibitory neurotransmitter and has various implications when it is high and low. Serotonin, let's talk about serotonin next. So serotonin contributes to the feelings of happiness and well-being. 5-H-I-A-A is a serotonin metabolite. Increased serotonin is implicated in anxiety, high blood pressure, irritability, and low libido. Serotonin is decreased in depression and may be associated with heightened sensitivity to pain, pain, hot flashes, hunger, low mood, migraines, obsessive-compulsive disorder, panic disorder, sleep disturbances, and worsen PMS. Glycine plays a dual role as a neurotransmitter and an amino acid that serves as a building block for proteins. Clinically, high levels of glycine are suspected in anxiety and sleep disorders Clinically, low glycine is suspected in anxiety. 
5-HTP is the precursor to serotonin. L-DOPA is the precursor to dopamine. Both of these precursors use the same enzyme. It's called L-amino acid decarboxylase to be converted into their neurotransmitters. So when we provide someone with 5-HTP, it may result in an increase in serotonin, but it can also result in a decrease in dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine, or PEA, as they are all competing for the same enzyme to break them down, the L-amino decarboxylase. Vice versa, if you support dopamine with L-DOPA, you can cause the dopamine to increase, but the serotonin levels to, to fall. So what, what we're trying to demonstrate here is there's such an interconnectedness between these neurotransmitters. While it is important to replenish depleted catecholamine levels, it's also important to address the sources of catecholamine depletion. Free radicals diminish catecholamines from the autonomic nervous system and the adrenal glands and increase reactive oxygen species that disrupt norepinephrine and dopamine synthesis. DL-phenylalanine and L-tyrosine are precursors to the catecholamines, such as the dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine, and PEA. And L-methionine is a precursor to SAM-E, which is S-adenosylmethionine. This is a required cofactor for the conversion of norepinephrine to epinephrine. Adrenal activity ranges from very high to adrenal burnout with multiple stages in between. Evaluating whether adrenal activity is high or low can guide therapy and treatment, including supporting adrenal activity during chronic adrenal fatigue and toning down elevated adrenal activity. Sympathetic tone directly affects adrenal function. Imbalances in sympathetic tone may need to be addressed to restore the adrenal function. L-methionine methylated folate, methylated B12, vitamin C, niacin, vitamin B6, panathenic acid, magnesium, and zinc are some of the cofactors that enhance cortisol production for comprehensive adrenal support. Corosolic acid is from a banana leaf extract, and this reduces the production of cortisol 
Phosphatidylserine decreases cortisol levels by resensitizing cortisol receptors to regulate the stress response. We use both of these agents as treatments to balance the cortisol levels. Neurotransmitters are produced and used by both the nervous system and the immune system to maintain healthy communication between the systems. Additionally, neuroimmune balance is supported by antioxidant activity. Both immune activation and oxidative stress can affect the balance of the neuroimmune system. Oxidative stress, which we talked about in previous lectures, occurs when the amount of free radicals, including reactive oxygen and reactive nitrogen species, exceed the body's genetically coded defenses to maintain a balanced state with antioxidants. Oxidative stress affects the normal function of many body systems, including the immune system, the cardiovascular system, the nervous system, and the endocrine systems. <clears throat> Alpha-lipoic acid preserves the long-chain polyunsaturated fatty acids found in cell membranes. Alpha-lipoic acid also supports glutathione, and glutathione is our liver's best detox system. <clears throat> it increases the, uh, one of the, the phase two liver enzymes, so we've got a couple steps in detoxification, and part of that, uh, the second step needs glutathione to work properly. <clears throat> Vitamin A, D, K, along with alpha-lipoic acid, reduce the reactive oxygen species. Mixed tocopherols, so that's vitamin E compounds, also provide additional reactive oxygen species neutralizing support. So those are agents that can help you in oxidative stress. Glutamate is one of the primary stimulating neurotransmitters in the brain, as we mentioned. High levels of glutamine, gluta, excuse me, glutamate can lead to excessive neuronal stimulation, which can actually result in neuronal death a process known as excitotoxicity. L-theanine blocks glutamate receptors and N-acetylcysteine, we call it NAC, decreases the intracellular glutamate levels while supporting the formation of the master antioxidant glutathione. CoQ10, coenzyme Q10, also helps to regulate glutamate, protecting cell membrane lipids from oxidation and promoting cellular energy production. 
I do measure CoQ10 levels in my practice, and surprisingly, almost consistently, people are low. When I look at this, it's probably a combination of our high-stress environments and also our nutrient-poor diets. And this is consistently, even when you eat healthy, many times you don't get the nutrients you need. Hyperzine A inhibits acetylcholinesterase, which increases acetylcholine levels. Acetylcholine regulates immune function and helps modulate the adrenal stress response. Elevation in acetylcholine can suppress norepinephrine activity in the sympathetic nervous system. And in this situation, we actually supplement with tyrosine, which can promote the norepinephrine synthesis to maintain balance between the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous systems. You have two involuntary parts to your nervous system. It's called the autonomic nervous system. The sympathetic is your fight or flight, push, push ahead. And the parasympathetic is your calming nervous system. Those need to be in balance, again, for everything to work well. Increases in norepinephrine support the adrenal stress response and can either result in a positive mood or anxiety. So again, we need the right balance between the two. The right amount and type of serotonin and GABA are key to regulation of many pathways in the central nervous system. Dysfunction of these neurotransmitters frequently results in central nervous system imbalance. Several factors are important in this. Vitamin B6 is an important cofactor in the synthesis of GABA. Taurine, a calming amino acid, is a GABA A agonist and may increase GABA levels by increasing synthesis, preventing breakdown, and blocking reuptake of GABA. 4-amino-3-phenylbutyric acid easily crosses the blood-brain barrier and acts as a GABA B agonist. 5-HTP supports the production of serotonin which is the precursor to melatonin. Melatonin helps regulate the sleep cycle while promoting restful sleep. Conversion of L-tryptophan to 5-HTP requires vitamin B3 and conversion of 5-HTP to serotonin requires vitamin B6 and vitamin D vitamin C. Conversion of serotonin to melatonin requires SAM-E. Acetylcarnitine is the precursor to acetyl-CoA, which is our energy, and essentially stabilizes cell membranes and has some neuroprotective properties. L-arginine supports the balance between the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. Beta-carotene, which is a provitamin A carotenoid, 
helps the body respond appropriately to stress. Calcium stimulates cellular processes that lead to catecholamine release. Magnesium is a GABA receptor agonist and a glutamate receptor antagonist. It has been shown to reduce brain excitability. Manganese is a component of numerous enzymes and helps protect against the damaging effects of free radicals. Selenium is involved in a number of detoxification pathways. Selenocysteine is a component of glutathione peroxidase, an enzyme that may behave as an antioxidant to protect tissues against oxidative stress. L-theanine is an amino acid found in green tea and has been used widely for its calming effects. The ability of theanine to reduce overstimulation is thought to be its function as a glutamate receptor antagonist. Vitamin A is a fat-soluble vitamin involved in ATP, which is our energy and oxidative phosphorylation for energy support and stress management. Vitamin B6 is a required cofactor in numerous metabolic processes, including the synthesis of neurotransmitters such as serotonin and dopamine. Vitamin B12 supports methylation in the formation of SAMe, and the elimination of neurotoxic in the neurotoxic compound homocysteine. Folic acid serves as a methyl donor in a number of neurotransmitter pathways, including the conversion of norepinephrine to epinephrine and converts tyrosine to L-DOPA. Vitamin C is a necessary cofactor in the conversion of dopamine to norepinephrine, It also is required for the conversion of 5-HTP to serotonin. Vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin that neutralizes reactive oxidative species. And vitamin K is important for antioxidant responses. And zinc is a mineral that is required for a number of enzymatic processes. When we get back, we'll review the neurotransmitters and talk a little bit about sleep. Thank you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to bogardhealth at gmail.com. And now, back to Healthy Aging. Good morning. We'll wrap up this talk this morning by summarizing that we can measure neurotransmitters in the urine and we can correlate these symptoms with either the deficiency or increases in neurotransmitter levels. And basically what we do is we end up giving the necessary support, including cofactors, vitamins, amino acids, minerals to support balancing the neurotransmitters. So let's talk about sleep a little. Sleep, adequate sleep has been known to be vital to good health. We've got several neurotransmitters that are involved, melatonin, cortisol, norepinephrine, and epinephrine. Melatonin is a hormone that is produced by the pineal gland during the dark phase of the dark light-dark cycle. And it regulates the sleep-wake cycle and the biological clock. It's also been known to have free radical scavenging and antioxidant properties and plays a significant role in stimulating the immune system to protect it against the abnormal growth of tissues such as breast and prostate cancer. Melatonin is also neuroprotective. Adequate melatonin production during the night, as well as suppression of production during the day by exposure to daylight, form a balance that is vital to optimal health. Melatonin is metabolized into various metabolites and it's excreted in the urine and this can be measured. Cortisol which is a hormone produced by the adrenal glands in response to stress, is also known for its diurnal variation linked to the sleep-wake cycle. It has the opposite pattern to melatonin production in a healthy individual. While melatonin rises at night to peak during the early hours of the morning, cortisol is at its lowest throughout the night. After waking, melatonin production dips with the onset of daylight and cortisol rises and peaks about 30 minutes to one hour after rising. 
Cortisol production falls gradually during the day while melatonin begins to rise during the evening as daylight diminishes and the cycle repeats itself. When the cortisol pattern is disrupted, for example, as a result of excessive stressors, this can lead to high night time light, which in turn leads to lower levels of melatonin. Thus, excessive stressors can lead to high cortisol and indirectly lower melatonin synthesis, preventing melatonin from carrying out its beneficial and protective effects. Because of its established role in the regulation of the circadian rhythm, treatment with exogenous melatonin has been found useful in people with circadian rhythm sleep disorders, such as delayed sleep phase disorder, jet lag, shift worker disorder, and the non-24-hour sleep-wake disorder most commonly found in totally blind individuals. However, its utilization for insomnia is not established and remains controversial. Epinephrine and norepinephrine both play a role as neurotransmitters and hormones. Circulating epinephrine is derived solely from the adrenal glands. Approximately 20% of the norepinephrine is produced by the adrenals and the rest is released by the sympathetic nerves innervating the adrenal tissue. While originating from the adrenal glands, the epinephrine-norepinephrine response is hormonal in nature as opposed to a neural in nature. Sufficient levels of epinephrine and norepinephrine throughout the day ensure that the body maintains appropriate blood pressure, cardiac output, smooth muscle contractility, and normal blood glucose levels. Under little or no stress, Early morning, norepinephrine and epinephrine are low. They increase in mid-morning, they peak in the afternoon, and decrease by bedtime with low levels during the night. Under conditions of acute stress, the sympathetic nervous system signals to release epinephrine and norepinephrine as it activates the fight and flight response. This involves high epinephrine and norepinephrine contributing to increased blood pressure, increased breathing rate, mobilization of glucose from storage, increased heart rate, and increased muscle strength. Cortisol controls the conversion of norepinephrine to epinephrine in the adrenal medulla. Therefore, when cortisol is low, there may be a decrease in the epinephrine-mediated physiological response to stress. Detailed characterization of the diurnal rhythms of circulating epinephrine and norepinephrine, along with the circadian rhythm of cortisol, may aid in identifying specific imbalances in an individual's response to stress and how the body adjusts the sympathetic nervous system accordingly Diurnal patterns of epinephrine and norepinephrine also affect conditions and circumstances that affect sleep. For example, individuals with a genetic predisposition to high blood pressure have high 
diurnal urinary excretion rates of epinephrine and norepinephrine and an accentuated nocturnal increase in cortisol. A nocturnal drop in blood sugar is also a cause of sleep disturbance and is accompanied by an increase in epinephrine levels. This has two consequences. First, it triggers wakening, perhaps to allow the individual to look for food. And secondly, the nocturnal epinephrine release directly helps the body avoid a hypoglycemic state as it promotes glycogen breakdown in the liver to increase plasma glucose levels. Therapies to support the enzymes MAO and COMT, which are involved in the metabolism of epinephrine and norepinephrine, are helpful to lower elevated levels. These include magnesium, SAMe, vitamin B2, and copper. When epinephrine and norepinephrine levels are low, commonly seen with low cortisol, adrenal support to improve cortisol levels will help raise epinephrine and norepinephrine. Other therapies like iron, B6, tyrosine, and vitamin C may also be helpful in increasing levels. Chronic sleep problems result in a long-term dysregulation of the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenal axis. And deficiencies in melatonin production can impact multiple aspects of overall health. As mentioned, melatonin is a potent free radical scavenger and stimulates the release of antioxidant enzymes protecting DNA and other molecules from injury. Melatonin's ability to prevent oxidative stress is demonstrated in placebo-controlled studies. It also protects against disease related to premature aging as well as cancer and cardiovascular disease. Melatonin has potent anti-cancer effects, particularly in the hormone-dependent cancers such as breast and prostate. It inhibits tumor growth through a variety of mechanisms, including antioxidation, anti-estrogenic effects, promotion of apoptosis, and immune system activation. It acts as a selective estrogen receptor modulator in breast tumor cells, and it also downregulates an aromatase, which reduces the local estrogen synthesis from androgenic precursors. Low night time melatonin is seen in both breast and prostate cancer patients. The pineal gland, which secretes the melatonin, is more likely to be calcified in advanced cancer patients. The World Health Organization International Agency for Research on Cancer has concluded that shift work that involves circadian rhythm disruption is probably carcinogenic to humans probably because of the suppression of melatonin production by exposure to light during the night. Sleep disturbances 
including obstructive sleep apnea, sleep deprivation, shift work contribute also to the development of insulin resistance in the metabolic syndrome. Nocturnal awakenings result in pulsatile cortisol release. A low melatonin is associated with insulin resistance and high insulin levels. <laughs> Rat studies have indicated a link between melatonin and obesity. Melatonin increases leptin, a hormone that regulates appetite. In rat adipocytes, and melatonin was also involved in lipid metabolism. This can have implications for susceptibility to obesity in, pa- in people with low melatonins, especially as a result of shift work or insomnia. Age-related neurodegenerative disorders such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and Huntington's disease have also been linked with oxidative damage. Melatonin levels are known to decline with advancing age, and this is thought to contribute to the rise in oxidative stress that may contribute to these disorders. A decline in nocturnal melatonin production is common in patients with Alzheimer's disease and sleep-wake disturbances, <clears throat> and sleep-wake disturbances increase as the disease progresses. The use of melatonin and its analogs for the treatment and prevention of Alzheimer's is under investigation. So we measure both melatonin and cortisol in four different points during the day. And from this, we are able to look at the circadian rhythm and the elevation of both, um, elevation or decline of both cortisol and melatonin. From this, we can balance both of these. Uh, Likewise, we measure the epinephrine and norepinephrine and balance both of those throughout the, the cycle. Measuring melatonin and cortisol <clears throat> in four time points during the day are representative of the peaks and troughs of the melatonin and cortisol production and is helpful in guiding therapy to balance each hormone. We use dried urine in the first morning void, and this represents the eight hours or so of overnight peak melatonin production, a time when the melatonin should be high and the cortisol low. Then the second urine is collected about two hours later, reflecting the cortisol awakening response when the melatonin should be falling rapidly from the first night overnight level and cortisol should be peaking. Urine is collected in the evening when melatonin and cortisol should both be low, and then again just before bed when the melatonin should be rising and the cortisol at its nadir. As you can see, again, the systems are very complicated, but we do have some measures that we can use to balance each one of these systems. Again, as I 
go through with my patients, I show them how each system interplays and your thyroid and your adrenals and your cardiovascular system and your blood sugar and your sex hormones and your GI and your neurotransmitters and certain genetic and lifestyle factors all come to play. Thank you for your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week for Healthy Aging. Be sure to join your host, Dr. Denise Bogard, again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again soon. 